Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Good day, listeners, dear friends. The night before Jesus Christ was crucified, he prayed this about the church. May they be one as I and the Father are one. This is a powerful statement. Jesus Christ was one with his Father in heaven in a profound sense, sharing a relationship with him in perfect unity and diversity for all eternity, together with the Holy Spirit. This prayer shows his desire that the church on earth may share that same kind of deep, otherworldly unity. Unfortunately, it did not take long for divisions to creep into the church based on social status, ethnic group, or which celebrity pastor happened to be preaching on that particular Sunday. This is what Paul speaks about in his letter to the church in the city of Corinth. Over the next four weeks, we will be looking at the church and why we go to church. We will be doing so by looking at the first few chapters of 1 Corinthians. The first meditation today will focus on 1 Corinthians 1, 10-17, and hopefully answer the questions why a Christian goes to church. Let's read these verses together. Paul speaks there, I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another, so that there may be no divisions among you, and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. My brothers, some from Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this, one of you says, I follow Paul, another... I follow Apollos, another I follow Cephas, still another I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? I am thankful that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius, so no one can say that you were baptized into my name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. You'll notice in verse 10, Paul says, I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another, so that there may be no divisions among you, and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. The church is not about preferences social status, or ethnic background. The church is a place where you will find profound unity among people that you will not find in any other place on earth. Not because they share hobbies or are the same age, but because they share in the death and life of the one person that gives life meaning. He is the answer to every single one of life's deepest questions the person that shows us what it is to be truly human, to be made in God's image, to love selflessly. Unfortunately, we are sinners, and sinful humans are naturally terrible at putting our own preferences aside. This is especially true of our own celebrity-driven culture. That is why you will often hear someone say, I go to church because I love that pastor. Or, I go to church because I love that music. 
or I go to church just because I love their traditions. Or the best one, when it comes to not putting your own preferences aside, is I go to church because they accept anybody. If everyone goes to church based on what they prefer, then there will never, ever be unity in the church because there are as many opinions as there are people. For true unity to remain, we must die to ourselves and find our life in Jesus Christ. Sadly, the church has bought into the consumeristic society as if worship of an infinite triune being is there to perk our interest or tickle our fancies. What happens when the church serves this consumeristic mindset is that it becomes divided according to interest groups. We have the music interest group, or we have a particular pastor's interest group, or we have the historical traditional interest group. This may be one of the reasons why you have never stepped into a church building. Because as you drive through your neighborhood, you see ten different churches that all have a different name and never talk to each other. But the Bible, the scripture, is unequivocally clear that it is not what the church should look like. It is due to our own selfishness. The church is about Jesus Christ in him and only in him will unity ever be achieved. He is the cornerstone and the capstone of the church, the one who holds it all together. We read in the scripture passage for today in 1 Corinthians 1, 12 and 13, What I mean is this, one of you says, I follow Paul. The other, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Then he goes on to ask a series of rhetorical questions. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? The answer is, of course, Christ is not divided. Of course, Paul was not crucified for the salvation of all who would believe. Of course, no Christian is baptized into the name of Paul. They are baptized into the name of God, Father, Son, and Spirit. The apostle is asking the church, why are you acting like Christ is divided? The church is not about this or that preacher. It's not about music, worship style, or certain ethnic group. It is about Christ. When we make it about anything less than that, we have emptied the gospel message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins. We have emptied it of all its power. We think that somehow God needs help that the power of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection is not sufficient. Dear friends, although the church in our day may look like it sometimes, ultimately the church of Christ is not about advertising, gimmicks, or consumerism, selling what you want. It is in the business of offering you what you need, hope, a purpose, meaning, now and eternally. The church is the demonstration of God's power to this earth through the simple preaching of the Word of God. The church must preach Christ and Him crucified, raised, and exalted as Lord. That is the central message of the entire Bible. In the person of Christ, you will find every question answered, maybe not in the way you expect, but if God is God... Would we not expect him to answer your questions in ways that we don't expect? In ways 
that we may not even understand. You have to be willing to submit yourself to the gospel and put your own preferences aside. For this gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing or the ones clinging on to their own ideas and preferences. But for those who are willing to lay those things aside and to lose their life for the sake of Christ, they will end up finding their life in Him. So next time you talk to a Christian or ask him or her why they go to church, if they gush about their worship that is so entertaining, contemporary, and loud, or their pastor who is so funny, entertaining, and dynamic, beware. It's not that any of these things are wrong, but it should never be the reason why a Christian goes to church. If they say, because my church and pastor worship and preach Christ, I encourage you, go to that church and experience a place where you will find a community united in faith, forgiving each other as Christ has forgiven them, standing on the unshakable promises of God, finding joy in the midst of suffering, and looking forward to eternal life, a place where the true love of God is manifest in Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll return back next week to hear the second part of this message. Thank you.